Okay, so we're back. This is episode three or chapter three of the uh, Somnium Files uh, Nirvana Initiative. Last week we had just talked to, um, well, we stopped when we were talking to Tokiko, um, who is the leader of Nyes, um, and we're supposed to meet up with her at 10. Uh, but in the meantime, we do some investigating. Yes. And so, so much investigating. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of moving parts um, in this game, and it's kind of hard to keep track of everything that goes on. But um, yeah, so what, so what, so what exactly do we uh, end up doing right after we we get out of Tokiko Somnium? Hmm. Uh, I think that it involves going around to just check in on a bunch of people. Yes. If you've got a list, we won't forget anybody, but um I know that there's the <laughs> the character from the first game who runs uh Marble is reintroduced here. Yes. Um only in the guise of a fortune teller. That that part stood out to me. Um with her I, magic. I can't balls. remember if that's the first is that the first round of investigations right after Tokiko or is that unlocked shortly after that? I can't uh, remember now. I am looking at it. It looks like you know you talk to Shoma mm. uh, to to kind of figure out more about him. Uh, God, I don't know why this Let's Play that I that I like watch. They click on like literally every item, so it's like it's a table, it's a chair, it's a bottle I, of liquor. I do that too. I mean, I do that too when I'm playing. And every so often, it will make something funny happen or something interesting will happen. Um, like in the first game, I remember that Iba is fascinated by bugs. So if there's ever plants and you click on all the plants, eventually you'll find bugs in them. Yeah. Um, I remember that happening when uh, you visit Lemniscate to check in with um, uh, Tessa and her admirers. Um, there's a bug in one of the plants there. Um, yeah, there's just like weird little things, little interactions that'll happen if you just try everything, which I appreciate. Uh, but yes. I guess watching a Let's Play to try to like streamline things, it's not <laughs> ideal. Right, exactly. So for my purposes, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out the chronological order of everything that's happening. Uh, yeah, it is a, yeah. Little, it's a little frustrating. But um, yeah, so so you, you talk to Shoma. Um, mm -hmm. He's not exactly forthcoming. He hasn't been going to school for whatever reason. Um, oh. And he ends up not being any help, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember there being a lot of dead ends here. Um, I think the same goes for uh, Gen. When you go to visit him at his restaurant, there is um, like a freezer door that's locked. This mm -hmm. was kind of another thing that jumped out at me, like, oh, uh, you know, frozen bodies and whatnot. So the freezer door, apparently he's lost the key to it. He can't unlock it. Um, and so that's why he has to daily go and get fresh ingredients. But also it seems to be part of his whole thing is like, you know, the freshest ingredients for his restaurant and his customers. Um, so he talks about, he mentions that. Um, he does not like Ota. Oh yeah, they have a rivalry. Yes. Uh, but not over Tessa, it sounds like. That's that's Ota and uh, the Yakuza dude, Moma. Um, it, with Gen, it's strictly business. It's like he can't cook. He's He's a hack. Um, I am the true master chef here. So, yes. Uh, so yeah. So and then there's also Amame is there, but she's 
pretty tight-lipped. She doesn't really talk about anything. Um, but her love of game shows does come up. So you kind of like give her questions and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But again, just kind of fruitless. No one seems to know what's going on here. Um, at, at best, they've heard of, of the Nyes, but like they can't actually give any meaningful information. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then so you go back to the pier. Oh, yeah. That's where Gen likes to go hang out. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens with Shoma, right? Like you can you can go look for each of these people at these places they sometimes go. But um, at least the order I went, I already had talked to them at the places where they were, right? His house and his restaurant. And so these were just like extra things to do. Um, I don't know if that changes anything, but when you go to the pier, uh, there's the masked woman. She yes. shows up. And uh, it's the same one who was shooting at Mizuki in like one of the opening... Uh, events from six years in the future. Um, so anyway, she apparently also has something going on at the pier, but uh, since you're there, it messes up her plans, so she leaves. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yes, cool. and for whatever reason, she she seems to harbor some husp, uh, hostility towards Ryuki. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if she... Do you get the impression that she's a bad guy? Quote-unquote. It sure seems to be making us suspect her for, you know, yeah. covering her face. I mean, I think Gen is equally suspicious for the same reason. Uh, because, well, whenever that happens in these kind of games, you've probably got some shenanigans going on behind the mask. It's kind of what we've been trained to expect. Yes. In the previous four games that we've played from him, um, anyone right. with, with a mask... Uh, generally is is someone that you like least expect it to be um yeah and then we so so we do that we meet up with her uh then we go to the park and meet up with lean oh but his name is pronounced lion yes. for some reason uh which is really obnoxious and he <laughs> is he he's really an adorable character like he's very likable kind of goofy um, you know, he's very in love with that one girl, um, Kizumi, Kizzy. I yeah. guess. Yeah, K- Kizzy. And and he's apparently been given, like, a job, you know, and he's, like, agonizing over, ooh, should I, like, go back to my burglarious ways, uh, or should I play it straight? Um, but apparently he's going to go do it. And and I think this is when we watch yet another video, right? Someone Correct. has told us that there is another video out there now. That apparently everyone's sort of like forgot to tell us about until just now, or maybe it just appeared and lots of people who watch it disappear. And that's the, that's like the urban legend going around. But when we watch this one, this is when I started to suspect not Date anymore, not, you know, what I, I started to think, oh yeah, Ryuki is definitely the culprit here. Like, cause he blacks out, you know, it's, it's one of these very similar kind of videos. and um. He has the crazy, like, glitch in the system happen where garbled words go across and you can't understand anything. And then when he comes to, it's, like, shortly before his rendezvous with Tokiko, uh, who, of course, is dead, right? She's been cut in half and is uh, half of her is on her desk. So this is when I was like, okay, so Ryuki is definitely involved in these killings like he is doing it and i couldn't remember then like when each of the other ones happens if it's shortly before a body appears but i'm starting to suspect that that he's 
he's involved in some way. Uh, so. Yes. Um, another kind of staple of, of uh, Uchikoshi. It's like, oh, you were the bad guy the whole time. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> he's definitely suspicious um, for the reasons you just pointed out. Um, but so, yes, it's very convenient. You do your investigating and then you kind of just flash forward um, <laughs> to nighttime. You know, you can't do any investigating. Apparently no one um, wanted to wake up. Ryuki yeah, all, in the park all the people in the would... park just like left you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a statue. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so you hurry on over to your rendezvous at the Nye's headquarters. And like you said, Tokiko is murdered. She's on the desk. I believe it's the, I don't know if it's significant which half being on the desk. It's her right half. It is, it is her right call. half, yes. Yeah. Uh, and that and was Chikara's as well. Chikara's right half was sticking out of the blackboard at school, I think. Right. Yes, no, that's correct. Um, but, so you discover the body, the bodyguard that's there basically says, yes, no one has come into this office um, since, two, since Ryuki left. Um, yeah. And there appears not to be any doors, um, and uh, there's no way of entry. Uh, so we do some investigating of the room and find out, oh, there's a secret passage. Um, this is so silly. I mean, so when you look around with the x-ray vision, you can't see it behind the waterfall somehow. Like, it's it's obscured. Um, and I don't know, the the whole, like, interaction here... Is I think Ryuki even says like this was set up to to be a puzzle for me particularly because it uses X-ray and it uses thermo um, like clues. So he he even suspects himself at this point. Um, it but of being like the target f for uh, this particular puzzle almost. Uh, Which relates I, I don't back know. to to kind of the whole point of bats. 490 right it's it was exactly. like yes it, it was these like see these tests that were being given um mm -hmm. so yeah it, the, the meta I, I don't know if it's necessarily like the meta but mm -hmm. us as the player kind of doing the exact same as what the player in the game is doing um is pretty interesting yes. it's really fun and and it's funny too because like we've done this place this office has been the setting for a puzzle the somnium mm -hmm. Um, and this time it's a bit different, but some of the same stuff applies, like the way in which lines of sight work, right? So you have to move some statues, and they will um, touch each other with infrared beams, basically. Um, that's exactly like the eyeballs in her dream, in her somnium, and to be like facing each other. Um, and then uh, the rest of it is kind of a number puzzle. And this, there isn't really much of a hint to what to do here. Um, I really feel like, to a certain extent, they're just like expecting the player to look this one up. Like, okay, um, before we give the player any hints, we'll just give them this um, keypad entry thing cold and see what they do. And I want to say like 90% of people probably just Google it at that point because they're like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So, so... But if you don't get it right, but if you don't get it right, it does start giving you hints. It starts to like walk you through like, here's... Here's what you need to put together for this. Yeah, yeah. So what'd you do? Yeah, so this was that puzzle that when I was playing it at like 10.30 <laughs> at night and I'm exhausted. Um, and the first thing that I tried was multiplying the numbers. And for whatever reason, I thought that something div uh, multiplied by zero 
um, could be one or something like that. Anyway, so oh, no. so so I like math let you down. <laughs> yeah, so that was unfortunate, and I thought I had tried it with the zeros as well. Uh, so mm. it was like one of those things where I thought I had tried the solution, and then I was like, man, this just must be like a super tricky puzzle. Um, Human but, error. Yeah, Dang. yeah. So I guess I fail. Um, I should. I cannot be like a special agent for nice. Um Yeah, this puzzle definitely was not made for me. Um, but yeah, so yeah. so the puzzle you basically have this like number grid, and you just have to multiply each column. Uh, yes. To to get a number, and the numbers it's the spaces in between the X's, right, and around the X's of the nonuple symbol. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, so the X's tell you multiply, and the numbers by themselves don't mean much. But when you do multiply them straight down, because there's like down arrows into the boxes, you get uh, the number 490, right? Is yes. part of the number? Yes. Yeah. So I thought that's like a hint as well to the player. Like, okay, you're on the right track. You have the number that you recognize. And then the rest of it is kind of almost a palindrome, but not quite. Like the number ends in a 5 instead of a 4. So it's it's almost a mirror image going left to right, but not quite. So there's like that left-right thing going on um, almost. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I, I noticed about the puzzle that I thought was interesting uh, is the way that the numbers are listed. Uh, the middle mm -hmm. column, so the fourth column, it's all ones. Uh, right. And then the diamonds adjacent to those um, are zeros. And they kind of make up like a percentage sign. Oh yeah. So, hmm. uh, so, it, it, and we've been told up to this point that um, Nyes and the cult of the percent um, <laughs> are, are differing factions, and they're like completely separate groups. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm stretching it a little too far. But to me, it definitely mm -hmm. looked like an intentional. Oh, this is like a percent sign. No, you. You probably on the right track, and I I suspect that there's like other solutions to this puzzle, you know, like if you input a slightly different answer, or maybe down the line we'll use this information again in a different way, like a remix of it. We'll, we'll do something else probably. And another thing that I, I guess I, I I don't think we mentioned this before, but when you're doing these investigation um, sections, right, the virtual reality, well, that's yeah. also kind of what this game is talking about, right? Like we are living in yeah. virtual reality. So it's interesting that we're using virtual reality in the game uh, that claims, or at least that there's people that claim uh, that their entire <clears throat> their entire existence is virtual reality. This is this is very to the point as well. So like as soon as you do this puzzle, it opens the secret elevator. You go down the secret elevator. It's like a crazy cult setup. Um, it's it's like the end of her somnium where she's got that huge version of this the symbol um, and down there uh, there's a box and you're about to open the box and figure out like what's the thing in the box and it's kind of a weird little device but then there's a sound and you turn and there's a person but the person is a VR person like they're they're impossible to make out any of their features they're just like the people who were there at the very start of the game when we're playing the game show and Ryuki's looking around and everyone's like, you know, Sims, um, blue people. It's one of those people. Um, so I found that pretty creepy. And again, like, is Ryuki 
in some way uh, like privy to the truth of this simulation, right? Like is part of him, part of his insight into things is like he can see the fact that certain things are simulated um, the same way that his Tama eyeball person like helps him figure things out by using virtual reality. Um, it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this part involves some some dodging. Uh, the mystery person throws some torches at you uh, as you chase them up a ladder. And I found this so goofy. Like, <laughs> the ladder chase scene is so silly. Uh, yeah, some of these quick time events in this game are they're just like so unnecessary. They uh, are, yeah. I would enjoy the action scenes a lot more if they didn't exist. Because especially if you screw it up and you have to do the whole thing again, uh, so many times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so brutal. I mean, luckily I don't think that they change, so you right. you will eventually get it um, by trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Th this one didn't take me too many tries. Um, the next one, there's a sequence. <laughs> it's like uh, anyway. So then the guy pulls a uh, the person, the mystery being, pulls it a lever. It just drops like a portion of the bridge that you're trying to run across and you fall. And I don't know how you survive. Um, it's not explained. Like, it seems like you fall pretty far. Uh, but then you just sort of like clip to being scolded by the boss. Um, she is like chewing you out for taking risks and not calling for backup or whatever. It's not explained whether you were hurt in this fall or what you landed on that allowed you to survive or anything. It's just like, oh, Ryuki. This time, uh, you're going to be broken down to the ranks. You know, like, this is the worst thing that can happen in Ryuki's reality. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. this overachiever. He's going to be just a cop if he doesn't solve this mystery in three days. That's the that's the new deadline. Yeah. Well, so. you know, that's the perfect segue to talk about <laughs> the motivation of Ryuki, right? Because uh, uh -huh. we end up going to the, the one park, and we're talking to Tama, um, and we get some you know, motivation for him. It, 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 apparently, uh, Ryuki's brother was hit by a semi-truck six years ago. Um, and oh, he yeah. has this watch, which uh, has stopped time at... And I made note of this, just because, like, I don't know if it's going to be relevant, mm. but it was, like, 10-10, I think, is what the watch showed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Let's, let me just see. This is really similar to the setup of World's End Club, right? It's a kid getting hit by a car or a truck. Um, spoilers for World's End Club. Uh, anyway. Yes. Also, do not play World's End Club unless you are <laughs> in middle school or maybe like a, a, a maybe ninth or tenth grader. It's a hilarious. I, I don't know. Entry in, in his whole like body of work. Um, I, I love... I love that there's weird little resonances though between it and the other games, like like all the amusement park stuff, right? Like anyway, so so yeah, so we get a little bit of backstory here. Ryuki's calling this his other half, also, which is like a strange turn of phrase for him to use. Um, so at first I thought he was talking about like his girlfriend or his wife. That's how we usually use that phrase, but he meant his other, uh, his alter ego, essentially, right? A twin brother. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Um, no, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, it seems to me in a lot of these games, it's 
about kind of like the forceful like lost of innocence of childhood and totally. uh, and that kind of stuff right like it just in last game we had like mizuki whose parents were murdered um and we had to go through that um and this game um well i guess mizuki again um yeah her father figure date right her caretaker is missing yeah and... so so it's and also well never mind uh no, say more. So she, her, her name appears when you're at the pier, at the pier, at the dock. Um, if you look around at the warehouse, uh, Tom is like, oh, it's like Kazuki's last name before she was adopted. Um, but that's probably not relevant, right? Like that, that must not be important. And well, they're reusing a ton of assets from the first game. Right? Yeah, like that's what I was going to say. The stuff. They were so, like, oh, we already have this cool pier. Uh, it'll be a nice yeah. callback. It'll be like an Easter egg for people who have played the game before. Um, and if you haven't played the game before, well, it doesn't really matter because it's relatively insignificant. We're just going to brush it aside. And, of course, there is this huge, like, dust up at the docks, which is, again, like a thing straight from the first game. Um, one of the climactic moments in that game involves, like, driving your car into the docks and having all these helpers as you fight this big battle. So anyway, um, there's some stuff that happens before that, right? Before we get there. Um, Kom Komeji, for one thing, um, is real suspicious. Yes. Um, oh, oh, and we have to do like the little, the little scene at the orphanage also. It has to happen first, I think. Yes. You Jumping do. ahead. Yeah. Mm. I was trying to... Yeah, so you go you go to the, the orphanage and, and Mizuki's there uh, and you're just kind of talking to everyone. I don't know... I don't know if there's any like real useful information that we get from this interaction. I mean, I'm sure it will be when we look back and we, f we figure out what happened. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's not readily apparent, right? Exactly. There's a kid who went missing 20 years ago or so. Um, oh, we also learn that Tokiko had a child at some point. Her uh, body shows oh, yes. signs that's, of having given birth. That is correct. Right? Oh, and Boss. Boss keeps mentioning that she has a daughter now, and her daughter's like turning 18 or something. So there's something weird going on with like these generational things. Um, and of course, the flow of time is important. Um, but anyway, so like that's one thing. Um, Kizzy's father is apparently a big funder of Chikara's, you know, nefarious stuff that involves child experimentation, like human experimentation, or his genome projects and things. Um, and he's, you know, very anti-police. He's he's like this kind of um, like super conservative rich guy um anyway yeah so he he's made out to be sort of like a possible suspect here uh which is funny because kizzy is like so innocent you know and so kind um she and lion share this nice moment where they explain that their names both mean bond in their respective languages mm -hmm. so lion spelled that way in french means bond and it's still used in english in like legal contexts i want to say if you put a lien on someone's house, it's like a way of, I don't know, it, it's like a financial thing of some kind. And yeah. and then in in Japanese, Kazuna apparently means bond. So so there's some wordplay going on. They like bury a box holding 
letters to each other, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which, you know, by the time we come back to the present, it will have been enough time for them to decide if they actually want to have a relationship or not. And they'll be unburying the box, I guess. It's the time capsule thing. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That's that scene was just kind of weird. Um, uh, yes, the glass dances. zipper is like like she's Cinderella. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, the glass zipper. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yes, uh, it, it's very weird. Did you ever do a time capsule? I think we did one in elementary school or middle school or something like that. Yeah, of course. Um, but then everyone forgets about them, so I don't know if they were ever unburied. Well, yeah, especially because uh, back then you didn't have you know, digital calendars that you could keep track of right mm-hmm. all it all it took was like one person to just kind of like forget about it and it was just completely <laughs> forgotten about yeah uh, yeah one other thing i just want to mention is um the father Ricci, is not mm. very approving of lien oh yeah not at all just like totally dismisses him <laughs> yes and then we get our obligatory dance video exactly yeah and this happens with gen and gen's person also like there's a song that happens um to like cheer her up right so there is something going on with yeah the way that we solve crimes is through vr filmmaking and the way that we solve our relationship problems is through um pop music power and dance of song routines. yes the power of song <laughs> How do you think? How do you think it compares to the Rainbow, whatever, uh, oh. Super Arrow? No, see, that's the thing. Like Tessa has not yet sung a song, I believe, unless I'm forgetting. Um, Tessa is like, she's she's only for the ending, right? The true ending. So the Rainbow Arrow is is far and away better than these two songs, I, I would say. And certainly, the music video is much better. And I don't know. Like, I might just be partial to Tessa. I might be one of those, um, you know, people who can rhyme her name with three random things at the drop of a hat. <laughs> um, but, but I don't think so. I think I'm. I think she objectively has the better, uh, better song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So after we do that, we uh, move on. We go to the uh, amusement park that's on the top of the roof. Oh, there we go. Okay. And we start talking to Shoma to try to get more answers out of him. Uh, and we we discover that Shoma and Kenji, I'm terrible. Komeji, Komeji, whatever. Uh, the comedian uh, do not have the best relationship in the world. Mm-hmm. Also, the dot on the forehead of Komeji is also odd. Uh, it reminds me of the statues <laughs> that were in uh, Tokiko's office. I know. And it's never explained why his head is a square with like a face stretched over it like a like a, a me or something. You know, it's like <laughs> what is or going Minecraft, on? And, Minecraft Steve. And just like nobody talks about Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um we do eventually do a somnium with him. It's shortly after this, right? Because we're like, Oh, Lion was saying something about breaking into the um Horidori Institute. Right, there's yes. like a secret room there, um, and then Komeji is there for some reason, and he's got a gun, and it's like, what is going on? Um, so we bring him in for questioning, the with the sink machine, 
and boom, we're back at the amusement park again, mm-hmm. right? His his Somnium is him running around the amusement park, trying to deal with all of his um, his debts. He basically has like all these people that have loaned him money, and he can't pay it back, right? Because he's not a very good comedian. Um, uh, so well, I, I uh, Tama might ha- might disagree with you. T- Tama is a huge fan of Komeji. Again, not explained. I don't know why. Uh, yes, and it doesn't make sense uh, because her, his jokes really are awful. Like maybe I'm missing something, and it's from like a different mm-hmm. cultural standpoint they're funny, but yeah, they're awful. I mean, and I think that's the intent, right? Like he is supposed to be a really bad uh, comedian. Because uh, if yeah. he was a good one, he would be having these financial troubles. Yeah, and and so he's doing his best. I don't know. Like as you run around, um, you basically, it's it starts to center on two things, right? His money problems and his relationship with his son. And there's a splitting point there where you can choose like what matters most to him is money mm-hmm. and all all the stuff he really cares about, or just like protecting his son. So, of course, we both chose protect his son. I mean, that's just, like, the humane thing to do. Um, and this, of course, is, like, the weakest route, I, I guess, right? It's, it's like the Ota route in the first game, uh, where you, like, figure out Ota's relationship with his family. Um, it's preliminary to understanding deeper mysteries going on. And in some way, it's, like, the mo- again, it's, like, the most natural route to take. I think it's, it's probably safe to assume most players are going to get this ending first. Uh, that's my assumption based on nothing really but yeah no it 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 seems to be i I would have to imagine unless you're just going against the obvious Mm -hmm. uh choice to protect show but like most people are saying like protect show at all costs that just seems like the right answer uh Mm -hmm. in this game both from a moral standpoint and from like i want to get the best ending but like you said it it leads to a lukewarm ending um and it's fine like so there's not really much you can do uh, for Komeji other than seeing like a mysterious document, right? And he's like, oh, this is like something I found, but it was all in German. I don't know anything about it, but I think that Shoma like translated it, you know, like used a translation app. They point this out a few times. It's like, no, that's like how we understand other languages now is through apps, um, which is funny. Uh, and so but the gun, I, I feel like we just kind of like let that, completely slide like why does he have a gun (laughs) why is he at the institute is he like planning to kill chikar like i don't know anyway chikar's already dead so that doesn't make sense i don't know i don't know it just it just felt really really weak yes um and very out of place yeah and well so you go back to the house looking for shoma and there's a note there it's like we have your son you know Again, it's it just it veers into this territory of like total action movie, uh, and it and it turns it up to to eleven, like to the nth degree, because <laughs> because this sequence that follows, uh, you let's see, you are saving Shoma, right? So yes. there's there's one level of of saving happening. Um, Komeji wants to be a hero, so he runs in. So then you got to save Komeji as well. So there's mm-hmm. the second level of saving. Then you're like outgunned, and so pretty soon um, Mizuki comes in, 
right? And Mizuki is saving all of you because she's got crazy powers, as we know. Yes. And her, her lead pipe is out and it's great. And then you're still outgunned because somehow there's so many scientists with so many laser beams that the masked woman has to pop in. She like drops down from the crane where she's been hanging out um, and she saves everyone. But that's still not enough because they're off <laughs> fighting more scientists. And so then a car comes screeching in and like hits like 10 scientists as it as its little, you know, drift stop. And Date pops out. And Date is really cool. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he is really good at powering up using the power of porno mags. Yes. And, and this is this is explained because he like had a near death experience where a snake bit him when he saw his first porno mag, and so ever since he like has an adrenaline rush uh, rush when he when he reads one. So yes. anyway, he yes. he powers up, punches like slowly punches all of them, <laughs> and that's still not quite enough, right? Um, there there's just like endless series of. Uh, waves of scientists coming at you and there's a series of these um these quick time thingies you've got to do and it, it's just silly it's just silly sometimes the one, i don't know the, the ones where you, you had to like put the crosshairs and hold a button uh, yeah those ones are always tough like those are the ones that i always got screwed on uh and i would say that, that i one died was... so many times trying to do these things yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it took forever, and it was so annoying, especially when you get to like the last one. Because uh, you have to do such a perfect, you have to do it perfectly, right? You can't yeah. make any mistakes. Yeah, you have to do like two buttons in a row, and there's something going on with like the the left and right side of the body, right? Like you have to everything to do with these quick time events is just pointing you back at that. And then I was realizing that the the uh, switch itself has a left and a right side that are like very distinct and mm-hmm. separate, you mm-hmm. know? And so depending on how you're playing the game, you might be holding, you know, two separate halves of this thing. And so it's just like a really interesting, yeah, like a meta commentary on playing games. I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun and very annoying. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Did you, did you like the over-the-top action scene? Yeah, it was hilarious. Yes. It was great. Yes, I, I love that. It's like super campy, uh, just like super <laughs> stupid, um, very 80s action movie or, or James Bond. But yeah, it was really cool to see yeah. just everyone kind of come together uh, and yeah. just start kicking butt. I thought I, I also thought that the scientist suits that they were wearing um, mm-hmm. looked like the same uh, sp- space or uh, well. Spoiler for Virtue's Last Reward, but uh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, the the space suits or the you know astronaut suits that were in Virtue's Last Reward. Absolutely. And why are the yeah. scientists wearing that? I don't know. They're doing something with Shoma, and Shoma tells you later after you do his Somnium, right, that he um that he was experimented on, so that his you know he has some genetic thing going on that made him a good candidate for experimentation or that's what they told him anyway right um so so maybe the scientists a you know are protecting themselves from whatever's going on with shoma or b they're all a bunch of like vr people under there right like and so this is a way to disguise their simulatedness or something like those are my two two theories right now yeah yeah uh just trying to think. So, 
Date's back. Uh, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think what else we got going on. Uh, did we talk about the virus yet? No, I don't think we know about the virus. Whoops. All right. Well, well the, the masked that. woman, we're told that the masked woman has some illness. That's all we know. Um, and that might or might not be related to what you're talking about. Am I but, on the wrong one? I, uh, well, somebody told us also it was it was Mama, right? When she's doing her her thing with the with the two crystal balls, um, and the voice takes her over. It tells us that the masked person, like the face, is the key, and so we think it's supposed to be Gen because he's got like a deformed head under his mask. But it also could be this masked woman, or it could be someone else, right? It could be the face of the person that we can't see, who's just like a VR person, or, right? You know, it could be anything. Um, Even about that's also when they tell you that the Statue of Liberty is on Ellis Island, and yeah. it's like this Mandela effect moment. And I was like totally taken in by it. I had to look it up, and no, it's actually on Liberty Island. There is such a thing in the real world. Um, oh, really? But yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, no, it's it's totally trolling you. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. So, so we a, a, after, we have to. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was just saying. So yeah. So we do the fight. What happens after after the fight? And we save both of them. Then we go back to Date's house and Mizuki's house. Um, and they have a little bit of like catching up to do. Um, but then. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how, but then we end up having to take Shoma in. Uh, like he's not disclosing why he lied about the the whole institute and everything. Um, so then we sync with him. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think the let's play I'm watching went down a different path, which is why mm. I was a little confused. Um, all right, so yeah, so we take in Shoma, we do his Somnium. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is extremely bizarre. So it's their house that they live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, for some reason, there's a game show button on the desk or whatever that table's called. Yeah, it's a special desk. Uh, uh, it's like heated or something underneath. I think it's like, I don't know. Anyway, he he has a little mock, you know, like model house mm-hmm. that is also the house, right? So it's like, he's playing out a fantasy in which the made-up thing is more real than the real thing. Um, But then it becomes like indistinguishable, which is which. Mm -hmm. And then he thinks they're both completely fake. And then ultimately you have to just like keep messing around with stuff, um, jumping back and forth between the two until he realizes like, oh, you know, the calling things fake is a kind of defense mechanism. And actually, yeah, I do care about my dad and, you know, I can put up with bullies because, you know. Uh, at, at the end of the day, the, yeah, you know, he whatever. loves his dad. Um, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. And, and one thing to note is you're fixing all these things that have been torn. That's right. That's right. Um, and you, you have to reassemble them, um, which, going even further back, there was some metal that... uh. I think Shoma had given Komeji. Oh, the, he tore it up. The origami, yeah, the badge. That's right. 
the yeah. gold medal. So, uh, but so I, yeah, this whole line is about, uh, I guess, mending the relationship between Shoma and Komeji. Exactly. Um, and it, I mean, the stuff that he says there, he almost like seems to sympathize with the original murdered guy, Jin, Urure, yeah. right? He's like, oh, he's only a half now. Like how lonely he must be. He never left his house. He like sort of looks up to him in a weird way slash, yeah, sympathizes with him. Um, so he, he's definitely got some connection to the terror you know that's i i don't know yeah yeah um this ending that was one of the main reasons this ending was so dissatisfying was like i'm still really suspicious of both him and his dad uh they both seem you know this is too simple of a of a thing to 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 end on for them yeah and as as like emotional uh, as i think it was so like trying to be uh Komeji's square head just like I, I feel like just makes everything so silly right like I can't take it seriously you have this like normal looking kid who's like oh I love you dad and the dad just looks like uh, I don't know some weird hey Arnold uh character yes he does he does he's doing headstands with it like he's using it as a box to stand on yeah <laughs> upside down yeah I guess I would make it a, really easy to do that he's really good at headstands um yeah, so he's got his like shadowy figures who he owes money to. His son has these shadowy figures who are bullying him. And uh, yeah, you know, he's... Oh, it's also Valentine's Day. We must mention this. Um, so there's like a another love thing going on, not just uh, with Lion and Kizzy, but with uh, Mizuki and Shoma. They... Um, actually liking each other than thinking about liking each other yes so yes and it's actually very appropriate considering it was just valentine's day what five days ago six days ago mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. by the way did you do anything special we we tried to go out um we didn't make reservations though so we ended up driving around a lot before we found somewhere to eat, oh so. god so you actually went out on <laughs> valentine's day night no the next day oh, it okay. was just it was just as bad though yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? We uh, uh we we celebrated last Saturday. Um, okay. Ahead of time. But, Good. Yeah. Well, it's it's too commercialized, and it's just like way too difficult to get. And every and every restaurant has like these prefixed uh, menus, so you don't even get to order what you want. Uh, oh yeah. Dumb. But yeah. So anyway. So yes, it is Valentine's Day, the season of love down here. Uh, in this world, okay, so we do that. <laughs> we discover so that their house. Wait, on. oh yeah, and and the name—that's the thing that he does tell you—is that terror told him his true name, right? And we hear this like in a garbled voice. I guess it's supposed to be terror. Um, still looks like the simulated guy, uh, saying that his name is Dahlia, which is very like out of place. Um. Weird. Why do you say that? The name, because uh, it's so like gentle, and you know, it's like a flower. Um, I don't know. It must be another bit of wordplay. I'm not sure how it relates yet. But I was also thinking uh, of the Black Dahlia, which is that case that was in Los Angeles. Uh, that might be oh. too much of a stretch. Uh, 
but and I and I'm, I think like Dahlias do have um, maybe significance in like Hinduism. Probably. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, it is weird. Uh, you suspect that Terror has to be a male, but with the name like Dahlia, uh, it kind of calls that into question. Uh, I will say, I did finish the other route, so I, I'm done with this part of the playthrough. And the name, oh, nice. you, you you learn another name, and it's even more ridiculous. Cool, cool. But that's all I'll yeah, say about the meaning, that. Yeah, the meaning I'm getting from mylifeinblossom.com is, in Hinduism, the Dahlia symbolizes fertility and prosperity. In hmm. Buddhism, it represents the Buddha. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. So now you know. Um, but yeah, so so we got that ending. Uh, I guess we need to go back and, and choose money. That's right. That would be the, the most immediate branch that we could uh, explore. I think that is the only branch that you can explore at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. That we actually it, know an answer for. Okay. Yeah, because you, you end up going back to the first Somnium when you're in uh, Ryuki's. And mm. it's... It, Tama asks, like, do you know the do you know who Terror is? Oh, okay. And then that's that's what you have to put the two names into. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, th so, so this is got the one only route that you can play. Um okay. Yeah, anyway, uh is there anything else to discuss for now? No, that was my big insight, I would say, is like, oh my gosh, I'm holding a left and a right <laughs> using both buttons simultaneously. Yeah. Uh. If, well, and I, and I know that uh, Uchikoshi designed 999 specifically for the hardware that it was on. Um, it originally came out on the DS and right. he was using able to screens. use. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if this was made with like the Switch in mind, because I think that's kind of the only video game console where you are kind of playing with two halves, like two separated so. halves of a controller. Uh, I don't think you can do that on the PS4 or whatever other PC or whatever, but uh, yeah, no, that, that that's a, <laughs> that's cool to think about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. anyway, so I guess next week we'll, we'll get through the uh, choosing money. Um, and then we can discuss that. That rest of that route. All right. Sounds yeah. good. All right. Well, same time next week. Mm -hmm. All right. Very good. Until then. Goodbye.